0: You are listening to Cape Shit, a podcast taking a chronological and often spoiler-heavy look into the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, one film at a time. Okay, let's get this show on the road, gang. Meet a sulky over
1: funky, kinda hunky superhero, hot to Electrically
0: transistor Superhero An Exotically Erotic and Aquatic Superhero Environmental Superheroes have arrived
2: Superpowered from the forehead to the toes Watch them change their very shape before your nose Striking superhero, change
1: to Viking superhero. Ah, ah ding and reel, sling and shield, fling and superhero. They're the latest,
0: they're the greatest. ultimate superhero, the Marvel superheroes have arrived. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booze.
3: All right, and welcome to Cape Shit, episode eight, I think eight. Um,
0: close, close. Is it nine? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. If I say close, I'm, if I say close, I'm not wrong. All it's, right,
3: I think it's episode eight. One of us is right. We'll just go with that. So, <laughs> welcome to Cape Shit, the uh, podcast, the podcast sub thread where we talk about the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in order, uh, drunkenly and um, irrelevantly. So, um, I'm Daniel, always by uh, regular co-host Lee. Say hi, Lee.
0: Hi, Daniel. Uh, I'm not getting stabbed in the name of science, by the way. I'm just putting <clears throat> it right there.
3: Okay, f- fair, fair enough. Uh, we are joined by our, uh, I guess, now regular co-hosts, Greg and Beard. Uh, say hi to both of you.
1: Greg and Beard. They Greg Carrie,
3: Carry
0: Carrie. what's it's going, going on? Really ghetto pirate. Greg and Beard sounds like possibly the worst or the best 70s folk rock duo there you
3: I go. Can, I can I can kind of see like like uh like sort of sort of like a Frampton comes alive like tribute band Greg and Beard. I could see that.
1: <laughs> I could see that. that sounds um, like a dirty pirate.
3: And so today we are going to be talking about Thor the Dark World. Uh, which was released on uh, October 22nd, 2013, uh, made uh, $644.8 <clears throat> million dollars in uh, box office, according to Wikipedia, because box office mojo sucks now. I will read, as is customary, the top five films, uh, just to uh, put us back into uh, where we were uh, in this era, and uh, this is this is actually going to be for November eighth, twenty thirteen, but uh, it gives you gives you an idea of kind of what was in theaters. Uh, one was Thor: The Dark World, two Bad Grandpa, three La- Last Vegas, which I don't know at all. Four was Ender's Game, and five was Free Birds. Down the line, you get Gravity, Twelve Years of Slave, Captain Phillips, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs Two, uh, puts Ooh. us back into uh, puts us back into the mindset of where we were in 2013. It was a glorious era for cinema, obviously. So,
0: well, enders uh, game was kind game, of cool. Ender's game, oh, kind of horrible, kind of good. I want to read the book. Um, well, you could skip it, honestly. Um, but oh uh bad grandpa, isn't that the Robert De Niro fucks? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, is it Bill Bob Thornton? Yeah. I thought him, in that, I thought him and God. that him and that
2: him and that that black uh short dwarf guy. He's in a lot of movies, I don't know his name. No, He's that's like Bad that.
0: Santa you're thinking of.
2: Oh, you know what? That's Johnny Knoxville you're thinking of. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. You're thinking of the Johnny Knoxville one. Bad grandpa, yeah. where he like he got like all the prosthetics to oh, hold. That's him. right, yeah,
0: that's yes. right, yeah. yeah no, we were, we're both thinking was, different like, things. Grandpa, and that was like two years ago or something like that, yeah.
3: So, yeah, so let's get into the movie itself. Nobody minds,
1: Greg. Let's start with you. What do you uh, have to say about the movie? I saw at the same time I see every Marvel movie, probably about six months after it comes out, using maybe legal sources, maybe not. And I, I don't know, like, I know it's considered one of the worst Marvel movies, and frankly, it's probably down there on the list for me but it's it's not bad so if this is the worst they got this is not bad i, I enjoy it the, um, thing, the one thing i do like about it this might be going into the plot a little bit but i like that natalie portman is dating a new guy and he's not an idiot they don't use that usual plot trope where she's like she's settling it's like yeah, this guy's actually not so bad but chris,
3: it's chris o'dowd you can't you can't have anything negative to say about yeah. chris o'dowd you so, know uh carrie your thoughts uh when when was the first time you saw this and what are your general thoughts about the movie
2: Definitely saw this when it was in the theater, like maybe a week or so. Usually, I wait a week or so before I see a movie. I don't mind it, but there's like upon we re- it tonight, and I'm on to rewatch. There, I made a small list that I'm not going to get into quite so much right now. But there's a lot of weird kind of things that just don't really work right in the movie when you are kind of watching it analytically, I guess you could say. And I don't know, there's it, it has some issues, but, but that also has some really funny moments and some really good moments and some good kind of character interactions and stuff so it's really mid- middle of the road kind of for me as far as a marvel movies go i don't know but so you don't think this yeah. is like down at the bottom of the list of uh marvel movies for you it's it's not the bottom i wouldn't say i don't think i'm not really sure which one i but it's 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 down there like lower yeah. half for sure, yeah, for sure i'd say sure
3: yeah yeah uh, uh lee same question in case uh, you didn't remember it that is uh, when was the first time you saw this and uh, what are your general thoughts
0: uh, so I thought I had seen this. Uh, I had seen pieces of it. And so I count today as actually my first time watching this. Nice. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it kind of is on the lower tier of Marvel films, just basically based on the fact that almost all of them are so sort of well-refined products that are, you know, very slick and, and well-made and, and generally in tune with everything else. This one, like, actually, kind of like Iron Man three, kind of feels feels like an outlier from the rest of the Marvel <laughs> universe to a certain extent. Also, feels like a kind of a dry run of in-game because a lot of the stuff that happens in this film kind of happens in end game as well. And I like everything that's involving the characters outside of the main plot. I think is really good. <laughs> and then when you get to the main plot, it's like, God, can we just get this over with? Because it yeah. sucks.
3: Right. Well. To which I would ask, which plot are you referring to? Because there are at least four. Because there are at least four. I I,
0: well, the general uh, sort of gestalt of you know, Thor has to clean up the nine realms, and he has to fight the space elves, and and all this bullshit like that. That and you know, the big bad space elf, you know, Doctor Who, uh, the ninth Doctor or whatever, fucking Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, unrecognizable. Wasted in
3: this. Yep, yep,
0: yep. Totally wasted. And it's like he's basically just a dry run for Thanos. Uh, like he's pretty much the same. He, he wants the same thing, right? Like he wants to mold the universe in his own to his own design or whatever, and he's going to use one of the Infinity Stones. Spoiler.
2: They kind of fleshed out Thanos at least, though. This, this film, I don't, I don't give a shit about malekith and his fucking stupid like he was just he was okay. just there he was I'm just there the question
3: what does oh. malekith want in this
2: movie that's like what, that's the what, thing what he, wants to, he wants to the br- red bring, thing. bring the universe into dark like he's gonna kill himself is everyone gonna die is this gonna be dark you don't even fucking know
1: like, he wants know. he wants the red
3: oh. thing he wants the red thing yeah What's to 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 bring the
2: universe of, to darkness which doesn't
3: get explained.
0: The, what's the whole purpose of these fucking space elves? How different are they from the frost giants in the in the other film? Their their goals are so hokey and underwritten. It it, it doesn't fit with the overall Marvel universe at all. Like it, it just feels so detached. It's right, like uh, like honestly, that's why Endgame's had, kind of a That's
1: why Endgame's the kind of scene to let you know what movie series you're watching.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I got a question yeah, for you. I got a question. How, like, the space elves apparently were basically wiped out by Odin's father, so like 10,000, five, th- thousands of years ago.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. How do they come back and their technology is still, like, superior to everything else? No no one else has advanced anything. Like, this no, ship nobody that was floating. Developing... Nobody, nobody develops technology except for Tony Stark. It didn't too. make any sense. Even that. Well, like, it's, the, the, it's, they, they show up. That's not an Avengers level threat. Are you kidding me right now? Really, really? No,
0: I mean if you again this
1: goes
0: goes back. This goes back to the first Thor film. Asgard makes no sense to me. It it confuses me. It's it's like a culture that is totally stagnated. There's no advancement in that culture at all. Like they have a certain level of technology and society and politics and all that shit, and it has not advanced for thousands of years. They're still using swords and shit. They're still fighting with you know, they're still fighting land battles. They don't really fight like fucking space battles or shit like that. Although they are obviously a spacefaring advanced they're weird, race.
2: They're weird and, fucking boat, boats, boat fighter planes that they use, whatever they like Really? You're to kind of, a boat?
0: they like, kind of just uh, they're slightly nicer Klingons is what they are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're
3: Klingons, but white, and so therefore they're 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 the good guys. That's that's the way. This works. I, guess,
0: I guess they don't look like they don't look like Mongolians, like in the in the early uh, you know the first Star Trek series or whatever. So. so
3: I saw this theatrically at the Alamo when there was still an Alamo in my town, and uh, literally got so bored watching this. I just got so drunk I completely missed most of the final third of this movie. Like I had variable <laughs> well memory of this movie. And then I had seen bits and pieces of it, like on FX or whatever, like over the, and then rewatched it yesterday. And actually I agree with all the criticisms that we're going to level on this film, but I kind of enjoyed it because I, my expectations were so low. Like I was expecting to actively dislike this, and then, but I kind of came back to it. and I'm like, yeah, this is deeply stupid. Nothing makes any sense, but it does have its pleasures, and uh, I think it is worth kind of kind of highlighting some of those. But um, <laughs> I will say that I completely agree. Like my my feeling on this is that uh, it has about four plots. It's got the uh, Loki Thor plot. It's got the Loki Odin plot. It's got the Malachi plot, it's got the Jane Foster plot, and uh, also the Renee Russo kind of kind of character development. Any one of those would have made for a pretty good movie, and even any, like, two of them, you could have made into a good movie, but having all of them in one, it feels really overstuffed. Nothing really kind of has the time that it needs to to really kind of sit with us. Uh, Renee Russo dies in this, and we're supposed to mm-hmm. feel bad, and I do feel bad because I like Renee Russo in this. I think she's good, but uh, it certainly doesn't deserve the level of kind of the the pompous circumstance is given to it because we really don't know this character at all in this in this
0: universe totally forgotten and thrown away just like uh sith and her interest in thor they hint oh there's going to be some sort of love triangle here Nah, it doesn't happen
2: there's even like the the weird the weird glance that her and jane give each other as they're like going across one end it's like nothing nothing nothing
0: can we not have a cat fight here at one point (laughs) Well, and like, like the goodness. first
3: one, the first one went through this extended development process and felt like really overstuffed. And I think, you know, you guys seem to like that one more than I do. But then this one, I kind of like more than you guys seem to, which is, uh, you know, may just come from like rewatching it and going like, well, this is going to be a piece of shit. I'm kind of slogging through this, and I'm kind of like, Kat Dennings is good. I like Kat Dennings
0: still. She's great. I want, I want her movie.
3: I do want her movie. Like that's a much better movie. Um, She's even my even- favorite
0: character in this.
3: Even the Jane Foster going on dates and trying to like, give me the romantic comedy version of this where yeah, Jane Foster is of off. What's that?
0: <laughs>
1: Jane Foster's dating.
0: <gasps> yeah. 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 I mean, you could do it. Disney Plus, are doing everything now, right? I mean, it's <gasps> Why not? you know, I mean, the, she's going to be Thor in the next movie.
3: Yeah. No. So. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to her return, honestly. I was going
1: to say, I'm actually disappointed. I've never been a big fan of her as an actress, so I was kind of like, oh, good. I'm glad she's done in part three. But now she-
2: I actually I actually quite enjoy her as, as an actress, personally.
1: She's all right. It, it have depends you, on have what you, movie she's in. Have
2: you seen Black Swan?
0: I have not. She's, uh, she's no. really good in Black Swan. Yeah. And her, she, you know, she's she's kissing up on Mila Kunis, so you can't get, you can't, you can't shit on that.
1: she's in the masterpiece phantom menace
0: too yeah well (laughs) there you go that's
1: the movie's fault not hers really
2: yeah God damn it! Yeah, no, but I found the
3: I found what what I kind of run into with this, and this is directed by Alan Foster, who is a uh, who is kind of known as like this guy who did Game of Thrones. He's done a ton of TV work in his career. This is something that we're going to come back to in future installments of this series. Is TV directors who go in to make a billion dollars th- at the at the box office, but it does kind of feel like TV, and in, in, inclu- including the Cat Dennings character, who kind of just walks on and has like funny jokes that she tells. Um, as a way of distracting us from how boring the rest of the film is, uh, we are kind of like wandering through this plot, which ne- so many, it takes forever to get anywhere. Like so many just,
2: random cliches in this movie, too, like right?
3: Just all over the, all over the place, and the action is pretty generic. I mean, it's fine, but it's kind of like there's not like one like kind of big action scene in this until you get to the final third and even the, the fi- movie even- kind of comes alive it has some really creative stuff in its final third but by then the movie's over you know so
2: even uh, even the final fight is really not that like like malik is supposed to have this like super crazy amazing power and really really thor just he's fine the whole time and then the, the tele the teleporting and stuff in the movie was just kind of so weird and random and like all of a sudden she can control it I liked the use of the hammer to tell us where these
3: people
0: are. The oh yeah, that was good. Game. That was The way the, way, the, way the hammer kind of
3: it flies around, mm-hmm. and you you kind of get all the sequences. And you like, I thought that stuff was pretty well done. Uh, that's kind of where give I you think, that. that that was yeah, really cool. This this is actually pretty clever. Like the effect looks pretty cool. Nothing about any of the astrophysics makes any sense at all. If you. No know
2: anything at all about astrophysics
3: but that was also true of the first film so you yeah
2: it was the one thing that it was really funny the the part where when thor and malcolm are fighting and they fall out and they land on top of that (gasps) huge building in like london the big egg one Mm -hmm. and they hit and the sounds they're making as they're falling like the whoa 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 like they're just like it's very very kind of realistic like sounds that you wouldn't expect these two people to be hearing like just Malakith makes some really, really random, funny kind of well, oh, I'm gonna fall" kind of sounds, and it just it really made me laugh. Well, it was good.
3: Christopher Eccleston is actually a really talented talented actor. As but um, the
2: acting, you know. the acting in the movie all across the board was pretty solid.
3: Like the the acting, they, they give him nothing to do. And except that one scene where like he gets to make funny noises, and it's like, oh right, Christopher Eccleston, you were actually quite good. (laughs) It turns out that also he was uh, suffering from anorexia around this time in his life, so like it does kind of make the way. Yeah, no, it came. He 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 talked about that like last year in 2019. He talked about how you know during the making of Doctor Who, and then in this kind of he was suffering from anorexia, and that's why he kind of looks like this. And it's really sick, but he's an amazing performer. And uh, someone I really respect a lot, but um, he's completely wasted here. So, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah. honestly, Malakath isn't really the primary antagonist. When you get down to it, it's actually more Loki, sort of like plotting and scheming behind the scenes against everybody. Is kind of, he's kind of the main villain in this. But only because he's just trying to, you know, get out of prison and then, like, pull the wool over everybody's eyes and and take Uh, Odin's place.
3: I mean, you don't even really need Malekith in the movie. You could just make this, like, a natural phenomenon that's happening. And, you know, Thor has to sort of, like, join forces with Loki in order to kind of combat this natural phenomenon to, like, lay the gravity things around and all that sort of thing. You could literally just excise Malekith completely from the storyline.
0: It's, it's just like, you know, the red space bluege of chaos is just, like, leaking out of a crack somewhere, and Thor's got to shut it down, you know? Like, that's that's all you need, really. It's like, you know, the, the space bluege got in Jane. Not not in a rapey way, so it's <laughs> all right. You know, it, it, it just kind of went into her, and then it it's goes out of her. her. <laughs> and... Yeah, it's, it's there's 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 way too many cooks in the kitchen in this film. I think it's the biggest problem. Like, there's a lot of production problems behind the scene on this one. So, and you can kind of see it up on the screen. Like, with just way too many plots, way too many things dropped that should have been expanded upon. And um, we'll get to our final thoughts, of course, okay. in a little bit. But, um, yeah. Greg,
3: Greg, your thought—you haven't said anything in a while. Any, any, you have any thoughts on what we've been saying so far?
1: I think you guys are overanalyzing the shit out of this movie. <laughs> don't uh, you know
3: what we do here? Like, <laughs> isn't that the point of this?
1: No, I don't know. The plot's dumb in it. I guess. I guess it's kind of cool. It's the first. Isn't this the first time they sort of make mention of Infinity Stones in this movie? Isn't that this movie's claim to fame?
2: The Tesseract was in previous ones, but this is the first time they actually say Infinity yeah, Stones. I don't think I'm pretty sure.
1: Tell you that the Tesseract yeah. wasn't Infinity Stone or whatever. So I guess that's that kind of movie's. Claim to fame and yeah, otherwise I mean it's it's sort of forgettable Marvel movie one oh one, which I find a lot of the first there's there was a lot more fodder in the first two phases and then the movies started becoming individually more important. And this is still from that era where it's kinda of like, Yeah, it's like it's not a bad movie. I don't actively hate it, it just kinda of like I'll probably have no reason to ever watch it again unless I'm doing the marathon. It's just mm-hmm. it's yeah. boring.
3: So, I, I feel I feel like what's interesting here is that, like, I agree it's pretty boring, but it's boring because it's got a lot going on and with no kind of importance. But I do kind of like the slightly smaller scale here. Like, yes, the whole universe is at stake, but it's not three hours long, <laughs> which, sure. you know, it also sort of uh, does the the first example of the we're going to make everything really like brown for our big action sequences thing, which yeah. is going to come back. And not be any more effective than it is here, um, unfortunately. Um, I did kind of like the the contrast between the different worlds. Like, he kind of goes to different places where, you know, there is a little bit more color. And then you kind of come to the dark world. I mean, and so that does seem to be a deliberate choice. But setting, like, big chunks of your movie in, uh, like, brown filter land, baby shit color filter... Um, <laughs> It feels like a kind of a bad choice if you want people to actually want to watch your movie.
0: Yeah. I was watching this, and it's like, uh, okay, so this uh, space bluege gets into uh, Natalie Portman, gets into Jane. And I was reading the trivia here, and apparently she was supposed to, like, use the power that it sort of gives her to, like, destroy a whole one of these realms at one point, And they just kind of ax that from the plot. This is kind of, oh, we don't have the X-Men, so we but we want to do the Dark Phoenix plot. Yeah, it's kind of the same idea. Uh, But yeah, there's there's a lot of ideas in this. And very few of them kind of fire off on all cylinders. And again, I just go back towards, I really like the characters. I like the sort of romantic comedy stuff. Uh, I just like hanging out with them and seeing what they're having to say. And then every time you get to the dark elves, it's just, this is the Frost Giants part two battles with them. Although yeah. I think these space elves, I think they look really cool. I I, I really like the design. I agree. Uh, cool. cre- this.
2: Creepy mask and everything they had going on. Yeah. I like the way they look, for sure.
1: Very power rangey, kind of like the frost giants, or maybe a little bit. They kind of just remind me of those putties from Power Rangers. At least <laughs> these
3: are a little bit better lit than the uh, than the ones in the first film, where yeah, you know, yeah, that was definitely like pitch black. I did like the like little implosion grenade thing that they use mm-hmm. a few times in the film. Uh, that feels you know, again, kind of leaning into kind of where we're going go to go with in game again, though, the,
2: like kind of special effects thing. But you know. these, these guys, nobody else has these except for these people that have been gone for 5,000 years, like again, like. The technology of these elves didn't make any sense to me at all. It just... Yeah. And then they, they, Thor, Thor hopping into their ship, which somehow <laughs> just somehow it's okay after to, inside the building and like right through it almost. Hops in. The th- Again, cliche. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, now it starts. And he can just summit, fly that, but not not just fly it, but like fly it like a fucking super, super trained fighter pilot going through the city and stuff and all this. Like, no, no, no. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> It's just something just too much, or even uh, the uh, the elf Hulk, like the, the, Hulk, the elf that hulks out, oh, right? Right, and no. and is like is basically as strong as the Hulk somehow, like it's like just demoing Thor until Loki finally, like he was gonna he was killing, basically doing what happened in Ragnarok with like the Hulk just smashing on him and was gonna basically kill him, unless maybe the Ragnarok thing would have happened here, I don't know. But then uh, Loki is the only reason that he was safe, that this this elf thing was gonna. One on one, kill Thor. Basically, it was just insane. It was so much. It just it, craziness. Craziness. Yeah, I mean, watching it now, it definitely
3: does feel like that. They, they sort of like took the good elements of this and then like just reworked it into future films, um, and then yeah. pretended this didn't exist until you get to, to Endgame, which we literally end up back in this film, and you get a little bit of
2: pathos because you see Rene Russo again, um, and Ooh. you know. Like that. Was, that that was weird to me, too, that in, in Endgame, was it Rocket that made the thing that just like oh, him and Tony maybe? So whoever made the thing, suck out the thing here, now we have the thing. They yeah. couldn't do that on Asgard at the time? Like, we don't have the technology to get the
3: technology head over. What do we do? There? Like, well, they have, they have a device that moves um, molecules from one place to another, a, a quantum mm-hmm. entanglement generator or whatever. An oven also does that. Just to, just to, just to be clear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like the, again, Asgardian society is so fucking repressed. Like it, it, it kind of is well, the Klingons it's a, where they it's a repress. Star
1: Wars universe basically, where technology always kind where it is.
3: Well, it's it's sort of like we're we're doing parts of this. The big kind of big battle scenes feel like. We're ripping this off from Lord of the Rings and then the the sort of the the, the space battle stuff kind of feels like yeah this is this is Star Wars and then Chris Hemsworth Hemsworth kind of torpedoes into the middle of the movie and he's really charming and clever and like he's good. Like again, the performances are good. Um but it does feel like this kind of mishmash of different different ideas and different stuff and different tones that don't quite work together. Again, until you get to the to, to the final third, like once Thor's back on Earth and once we kind of get the actual threat kind of going and the movie picks up. And I feel like that final third really to kind of sell, like I, I actually actively enjoy that, 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 that final bit. Um, even though Malekith um, is completely underwritten. And even though like sort of the threat is kind of ill-defined and, you know, kind of all that sort of thing. And the, the editing doesn't improve and all that, but like it does, it does sort of like it's, it's winsome. It makes me kind of feel, like, yeah, no, I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Like it feels kind of clever and interesting and um again the joy of like infinity war is okay we're just going to do this in the first 10 minutes yeah you know? <laughs> like you know like we're just going to have a similar threat a spaceship coming from above we're not going to give you the hour and 10 minutes of like waiting around for it we're just going to do it in the first 10 minutes and then uh you get to you get to watch it and uh get to chase space wizards around it's going to be great <laughs> um you know even the um even the stuff with the uh the kind of the uh, the floating cars and all that kind of stuff, it's pretty clever. um. But the, uh, you know, it does feel like some of that stuff then gets kind of reused in, like, Doctor Strange where you get the, like, really super trippy, you know, sort of special effects sequences where you're kind of wandering through this kind of mind realm stuff. So, again, I feel like, in a way... <laughs> In a way, I like the film more, kind of seeing like what they kind of took from it and made better in future films, uh, maybe, than I did at the time. Whereas it felt like really kind of tiresome in the moment um, when I saw it originally. But I'm not saying I would watch this again. But if I had to watch it again, I would rather watch this again than the, the first one in,
0: in some ways, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, there's more Cat Dennings in this one, so
3: and there it is, and she is amazing, and uh, there's nothing. You cannot you cannot say anything yeah. negative about Kent Dinnings in front of me. That's just not the thing that happens. So <laughs>
2: why, would you um, want to? why would you want to? Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh, do we have any further thoughts? I mean, I feel like we could kind of go on, but I feel like we kinda of, you know landed landed where we need to on this.
2: The um, scene where uh they're teleporting around and Thor ends up on the subway. That, that was that, that was that that was a really kinda of nice, just funny little scene in there. I like that. Kind of- Oh, and then the then the girl and the trips and then, like touches him and is like yeah that
3: that's yeah. very like yeah. the Captain America scene um, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I,
2: the 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 Hulk Hulk Elf guy when he first shows up would they really just oh like they don't take his mask off when he show when he the prisoners they just go into jail with your mask on we're not going to bother looking at your face take all your
1: equipment I, I, take I, your weapons it's yeah fine. that 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 was really I, I, kind of I, weird I, to I, me I
2: think, window, I think what
0: we've learned over these two movies is that the asgardians are profoundly arrogant and profoundly stupid people when it when it all comes down to it the only reason they still exist is they exist in a realm where everyone is so below them that they don't have to be good at what they do.
3: No. Yeah, my 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 read is that those um cells are just so like strong that it doesn't matter basically. Yeah.
2: You know? I think,
3: all... they're
1: even, I think they're like gas chambers or something. Like They don't <laughs> look like they're meant for anyone to be there for any extended period of time. Like It's like you go in there, they gas you, and then up they go. Well,
0: apparently Loki was supposed to like spend the rest of his natural life there. So that's <laughs> like, what, like, 5,000 years or something? Thousands
3: of years. Like, yeah. It's funny that like it's like, oh, yeah, we live 5,000 years. And then like don't we learn later that Thor is basically 5,000 years Also, So Thor is supposed to be an old man. And then, like, you know... Odin is giving him the king. Like, dude, like I'm only gonna live for the like, you know, ten oh, minutes. Like the, basically, it's like
1: the lifespan of the baby Otis. Like, baby Yodas, fifty <laughs> years old. I, get, I guess, I
0: guess, I guess the uh, the power of kingship ages you drastically, or something like yeah. that. You know,
1: I'm realizing the more and more of this movie's space in the Star Wars universe. Everything <laughs> no, feels very Star Wars, doesn't it? No, I, I yeah. the
3: one thing I do kind of appreciate is the um well appreciate and sort of criticize at the same time is that odin is a giant piece of shit and the yeah. film both seems to realize he's a giant piece of shit but also wants us to like him and wants us to sort of like treat him as a you know and uh, treat him as at least sort of a father figure to to thor as someone who like we're supposed to sort of have a guarded respect for but uh it does nothing at all to earn that
0: <laughs> like it can yeah no it, it's
1: just they, part they of that sort of many kind of wreck They sort of kind of retcon him in the third one where he's suddenly a good, caring father. (laughs) It. <laughs> well so it, it,
3: the it's that- the a king who is both sort of a caring like it's not that he's not a caring father It's that like nah, i was the head of a kingdom that committed some atrocities and that's just kind of what you have to do as a king and all three of these films seem to have let that as part of their like that's the whole thing in ragnarok not to spoil that one of the great moments is like no no, no we got to burn asgard to the ground this is built on genocide it, it's fine yeah. you know like that's an amazing moment and this film just in no way is willing to kind of go there, you know, to, to actually acknowledge that, like, maybe being a king, maybe we just don't need kings. Maybe kings are bad. Maybe this is this is a bad thing for me to be, you know? <laughs> and it does seem to be, like, sort of hinting at that by Thor, like, rejecting the throne. But it's, like, rejecting the throne so that I can go fucking Natalie Portman, which... Not to say that there's anything wrong with not wanting to be a king or with wanting to fuck Natalie Portman, but it does confuse the issue slightly.
0: Yeah, I know I know where I'm leaning. Um but uh, You can be
3: a king or you can go fuck Natalie Portman for the rest of your
0: yeah, life. Yeah, and, and and you know, maybe if if Kat Dennings is up for a threesome also. Ooh, yeah. Um but <laughs> but it's yeah, I'm not I'd
1: go just, for the nerdy sidekick chick personally.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I know.
1: Wait, is it Kat Dennings is the... She's the Asgardian, isn't she?
0: No. No, no. Oh, she's the... okay. See, big fail, Greg. Big fail.
1: Big fail. Yeah, I don't know my actresses. Okay. I thought you'd like to about the uh, butch-looking Asgardian chick you're really into.
2: <laughs> Lady Sif, who's not really butch at all.
0: No. Yeah, no, not really. She's, well, she, she looks
1: just... like she could beat me up, so... <laughs> that, that I'm sure she probably could. does
0: not mean butch. <laughs> just to be yeah. clear. <laughs> But, um... Yeah, I, I lost I lost my thought on that. like yeah I lost my thought sh- thinking
3: about getting to have a threesome with Dally Portman and Kat Dennings.
0: It kinda like I kinda I painted myself in that corner. Yeah, the yeah, blood yeah, just yeah. um yeah the hammer is my uh, uh,
3: penis too, steal from another, <laughs> you know. Uh,
0: a little bit of, back to your hand. A little bit of trivia on here. Uh so apparently Loki was not originally supposed to be in this at all. Imagine this film without Loki. Imagine how much that would have sucked.
1: It would be even more sort of
3: uh, Well, but you wouldn't then have to like spend time on Loki. Like that's the other thing. Like it's not it's not that any particular element is good or bad here, like of the many subplots. Like doing this without Loki would just mean you don't have to give him time, so you get to give more time to the other stuff. And so it's kinda of yeah. hard to judge it based on the sort of the version that we have because the whole problem with the version we have is that it's just overstuffed with ideas that aren't really explored. Yeah, I never liked Loki. I'm like when he dies, when he dies in Infinity War. I'm like,
1: yes, finally <laughs> <laughs> it's over. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So you and I, I disagree on that because I think he's actually probably the most interesting part, at least of the first two Thor movies. Which
2: that was interesting.
1: Oh, he punked out there. Punked out I, I feel
2: like something. His camera was being kind of weird for a second before it happened, so I feel like he might need to reboot something. Yeah, yeah. that was. I, I was gonna, going along the whole. Th- I the, the movie the first time I got I watched it, it got me for a second with the whole fake out thing at the, at the end where like he cuts Thor's hand off, and all that shit mm-hmm. like that oh, that, that yeah. got that 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 got me the first oh, time yeah. I was like oh shit no fucking way and then and it then when Lo- when Lo- when when, when Loki died, that got me too. I was like holy shit Loki's dead and then it comes back at the end and I think I watched it. I I go to the movies most often. Surprisingly enough, with my mom and I was with there with her and. That, that ended, How did that what, what? How did that happen? <laughs> like I had to explain it all to her
0: um, Jamie Alexander who plays Sif was uh, actually seriously injured uh, during the filming of this uh, apparently he was raining and dark outside at one point in London, and she was uh, walking around at five in the morning, went down a metal staircase, slipped a disc, in her spine chipped 11 vertebrae, and and knocked her left shoulder uh, out of place uh, and tore her uh, uh, rhomboid on her right side, which doesn't sound good. I don't know what that is, but she tore it, and uh, yeah, so she couldn't film for a month. The fact she came back from that after a month... (laughs) Damn
2: impressive. (laughs)
0: Fucking tough. Fucking tough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And one last thing here. Late in 2011, Patty Jenkins was officially announced as director of this movie. Uh, in December 2011 she backed out of the project due to creative differences. Natalie Portman was publicly upset that talks between Marvel and Patty Jenkins broke down. Some services even claimed she threatened not to take the part in this movie from their director but couldn't get out of her contract. Uh, Jenkins went on to direct Wonder Woman. So good for her.
2: Oh well, so I guess that that's the whole thing that happened with Natalie Portman. And because I know that there was like bad blood between her and Marvel and her coming back for Thor 3 or Thor, whatever it's going to be, was a big shock to a lot of people. So that's apparently I
0: mean. apparently, Marvel really like were seriously sticking their, their noses in this film. Like they were really be behind the what? scenes, like, no, you have to do it this way. And there was a lot of bunch well, of reshoots. If she, so.
2: well, apparently, if, if you're cast as a Marvel character there's this like contract that you're part of and it's like this crazy thing that you're bound to. And apparently it's, it's a lot of stuff that you can do. You can't do, and you have to commit to and stuff. And
3: that yeah, so,
2: is at this point, a
3: huge star, like she's someone who's like, do, who has her own career. And then coming into Marvel and kind of being a part of this, like, is there a thing if you're sort of like, you know, a, you know, you know, not that Chris, Chris Simsworth is not like a talented actor or whatever, but he's known for this. This is the thing that he he does. Even Robert Downey Jr. like he was on the he was on the down he was on the downslope when he got cast in Iron Man, you know. So yeah. like he need he needs these movies, but Natalie Portman doesn't. And so like you know if they start fucking with her, she's like yeah fuck you guys yeah you know, I don't care you know whatever. Also. She does basically nothing in this movie. Like you know, like you know, she does. She does get some good stuff towards the end, and she does like that. there's some there's some stuff here. But again, it's it's overstuffed. If you're kind of expecting that it'd be like kind of a real story
0: here, and I think that that's all she, kind of, yeah. all she does is like discover and jump through the portal of plot contrivance. And get the just, red,
1: blue, ginger. Yeah, the way get, she the,
2: the way she does that was so reminiscent of the scene in Ghostbusters one. <clears throat> When the guy goes towards the fridge, or whatever it is, like oh, in the chair, yeah. and, and it's like that's she gets sucked into the portal, and then she gets sucked into the portal, and she's standing like an inch away from this mile long shaft down, and she doesn't jump back; she stands right there, and that starts screaming for help. That made the, no sense to me. Like if that happened to me, I'd be like, "Holy fuck!" Get the back, and then should look for help. Be clear. Where does the galaxy ending,
3: universe ending, red splooch come from, except for a mile long shaft? Ultimately.
2: <laughs> it's a valid point. It was, it was. It was. She was at the top of the shaft where it would have been coming out. So yeah, I guess fair enough. There you
1: yeah. go.
3: Dick jokes. That's all we do here. Mm-hmm. Um, I love- Greg, final thoughts. You got anything?
1: Final thoughts. I, I don't really have much more to say about this movie. But in the entire the Thor series, as you call it, one, two, and three, I'm happy that Ragnarok took it in a different direction. The first two, to me. I don't remember what I said on the podcast. Maybe I liked it more than I do. Now, I don't really like the Thor movies that much. Again, none of them are really bad. I don't really think any of the Marvel movies are bad. They're all boring. I find both of them to be kind of like Power Rangers ripoffs, as I already mentioned. And uh, they're cheesy. And I'm kind of glad Ragnarok not only took the tone in a different direction, but basically all the characters, except for the, uh, we'll call her the the not-butch, the strong Asgardian girl, she survived. I don't think she was even in that movie. But the other no. three guys, they just died in, like, seconds. It's like, eh, whatever. The, the queen killed it because it's so powerful. It's kind of like them saying, we don't care about the first two movies. They're not that important. I, I think I mentioned this earlier, but my internet went, the thing went out or whatever. So I was going to say, I may be repeating myself, but I, I think Loki's the most interesting thing out of both of these movies, this one and the first one. I think if he wasn't in this, I think this movie would just go from being okay to just being awful because I just think – I'd fall asleep during it. I wouldn't be able to make it past the movie. So uh, that's my rambling thoughts. Is I like Loki. I like Ragnarok more. I'm glad they took the series in that direction. I hope the fourth one is more like Ragnarok and less like these two.
3: Awesome. Uh,
1: Greg, tell us where we can find you on the internet. You can find me at The Beer Burglar, where I'm actually posting some content. Of all things, I'm posting jacket and beer reviews. And there's jacket captions and beer in the beer videos view- where my wife... Are reviewing jackets?
3: Hold on. Yes. Are you reviewing jackets?
1: Yes, I'm reviewing jackets and I pair them with beers. It, it was an advent calendar of sorts. Uh, <laughs> I will continue to do videos, but as of right now, it's just my advent calendar. So you got <laughs> <have> 14 videos.
0: <laughs> what you don't understand, Daniel, is that this fucking freak owns so many fucking jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, But the best part is, I,
1: that's not the this, best part. This,
3: that's is, just... this is the thing, kind of thing that the internet is made for. I'm just going to say <laughs> yeah. this right now. I'm going to do jacket reviews and pair them with beer. Yeah. And I'm going to do and, it on YouTube. Yeah,
1: And the best part is, because you guys all want to make fun of me for doing it, my wife I'm does this stuff. In the, ca- in the I, captions, my wife makes fun of me. The entire time. So you get to you get to read the whole time and see her just break my ball as much as possible. I think
3: I, think I think we've discovered peak internet. I think we've discovered <laughs> peak internet. And I now don't even want to continue this project. I just wanna like sit and watch Greg Two <laughs> <laughs> with his wife making fun of him in captions. So yeah. please go check that out. I am definitely gonna do that. Yeah, um, we're gonna link
0: that in the show notes. Subscribe to the beer burglar for that stuff.
3: <laughs> Carrie, um final thoughts on the <clears throat>
2: Um, you know, kind of along what Greg just said there, with uh, it being, you know, not the not the best Thor film. I, I I put it at the bottom of the rung right now, as far as Thor films go. I really, really, really like the way they went with Ragnarok. It's just I've seen the movie enough times at this point. Like I've watched the Dark World probably at least ten times, <laughs> and I, I feel I feel like I don't need to watch it anymore at this point. Yeah, just, like I'll get probably. into the, the I'll, I'll get into like the Marvel movie kind of marathon mood, and I want to watch them all. So I watched them all, but I just watched Thor because it's it's there. At this point, I can kind of get all I need out of it from just a little bit in Endgame, basically. So, you know, yeah. it's yeah. it's it, it, it's it's not great.
1: I also feel ret, uh, Endgame retcon this movie. I feel now that I've seen Endgame, this movie is somehow a little bit better. Like, it's gone up from maybe a five to a six or something to me. Like, I just, I really feel it's like, oh, okay, well, all this meant so much to the main plot, which didn't seem like it at the time, but.
2: It was it was it was really cool the way they they did kind of they're like you know what everybody thought this movie was crap but ha 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 we're gonna kind of make you we're gonna make we're gonna make you feel more for these characters something
3: unused footage of Natalie Portman and we're gonna use that shit in our big movie and we're gonna make you give a shit about Thor the Dark Lord again that's kind of what happens. Um, Carrie, tell us where we can find you on the internet and please tell me videos of yourself reviewing jackets. And I don't but I, 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 I can't
2: wish... I can I can um confirm what Greg said. it's, it's glorious, fantastic content right there. Um myself, I, I am Redbeard, beer spelled B E R D on the YouTubes and um I review beer paired with beer and I play video games. So that's what yeah. I do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh Lee, final thoughts.
0: Yeah, this is you know. Um it's it's only like in the lesser tier of Marvel films, just because it's, well, it, it's weird. Iron Man 3 is an outlier, and it's great, and it's it's upper tier, whereas this one's an outlier, and it's because it's just so many mismatched ideas that become better as the series goes on, and um, for me, it's the lesser of the Thor films, and... I don't ever need to see it again, but I'm not saying it's a terrible movie. It's it's just a movie that is a, like a, a lot of missed opportunities. I mean, for a movie that's had so many production problems behind the scenes, it's actually great because they managed to put something semi-coherent together and it's got a lot of great performances. So, I mean, on on that note, it's, it's worth seeing at least once. So,
3: yeah. And where can we find you on the internet?
0: Uh, I have uh, two trench coats, one jacket, and a uh, hoodie. I will not be reviewing any of those. But you can find me and Daniel in our other podcasts at tmbdos.podbean.com, and uh, just go there <laughs> Which and you'll is find the feed of
3: it. that you're already listening to. So it's fine.
0: yeah, but you know, you you might not know. You might be like hearing this on some weird podcatcher out there and not have like, any idea. The,
3: like, like somebody uploaded all this to YouTube sometime in the 2030s um, after the apocalypse. <laughs> And nobody, like, oh my god, there was another podcast? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, no, that's possible. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so you can find me on the internet. I'm at, at Daniel Lee Harper on Twitter. Um, I do a podcast about Nazis called uh, I Don't Speak German. If you're listening to this, you probably already know about that. So, um, you know,
1: not see that congratulations.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, final thoughts? I don't know. I feel like my opinions have been made known. Um, you know the worst of these films is like a b minus c plus and this is kind of down that bottom end i probably would put iron man 2 below this one uh on the rewatch but like it's kind of a yeah. you know but, Close. but Close. there's there's not there's not another one that would kind of obviously be below this one uh on my list so um that's kind of where we land on it but i liked it more than i thought i would like i've always considered this like the least of the marvel films and uh no, I think it's probably one better than the least of the Marvelous.
0: There are <laughs> yeah, parts time, of this I quite
3: like. Best. Of which, you know, uh, 90% of that is Cat Denning. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, next film we're going to be doing is a significantly superior film to this one, which is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Um, nice. And we'll get there whenever we bother to put our dicks away and do it. So, until then...
1: Wait, we're supposed cheers. to put our dicks away for this? <laughs>
3: I mean, I do. You don't have
0: to. Oh,
1: thank uh, God. Yeah, yeah. No, we're fine. So. Should have put in have the fine for... print of the contract
0: I wrote up for both of those. Because otherwise, we have to
1: go back and re record the first eight episodes because I do not know. all of them. <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ. Until then, uh, thanks a lot for listening and uh, cheers. cheers. Peace out.
0: You have been listening to Cape Shit. For other episodes, please visit tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you drive through